Hallelujah to God. You may be seated. Let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ. Oh, be praised. 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 Oh, be praised. Be praised. Be praised. Be praised. Be To some people that are over a hundred years old, I thank God for what he's doing in their lives because it takes a special grace. It takes a special grace to live long in Nigeria. A country, a place that has become the land of blood and the country of violence. To live above a hundred. I don't know who I'm speaking with. Whether those who are in the audience or those watching via right now we are on air. Hallelujah. We are live streaming. That's why I said those who are watching us wherever you may be. I said, we are live streaming right now. Outside this country, Nigeria, they are watching us right now. And I just want people, each time you add one year to your God, helps you to add one more year to your age. Just be very grateful. Some children died before they were one year old. don't care how many people they are killing every Sunday night inside churches, but I'm not one of them. I know what I'm popular. It's not one of them. That devil is an idiot. He's defeated and I'll place him right under my feet. That's where he belongs. Lift your foot up and say, I'll place that devil under my, under my feet. That's where he belongs. Keep him there. Tell him about keep him there. If he tries to shake his head, you squash the head. Uh-huh. You, you, you hit it and, and squash it. The devil is under my feet. The devil sang the my feet. Yes, the devil sang the my feet. So I keep him on the my feet. Yeah, the devil sang the my feet. Yeah, the devil sang the my feet. Yes, the devil sang the my feet. So I keep him on the my feet. Yeah, the devil's on the mafia. Let's go for Jesus. The devil's on the mafia, so I keep him under my feet. 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 I keep him under my feet. I keep him under my feet. Yes. So I keep him under my feet. The devil's on the mafia. And I keep him under my feet. The devil's under my feet. And I keep him right on my feet. The devil shunned my feet. And I keep him under my feet. And I keep him under my feet. He remains there. He remains there. He 
remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. He remains there. The devil's under my feet. So I keep him under my feet. The devil's under my feet. Oh yeah. Amen. Let's make some holy noise to God. I had a dream as Wari came to power. It was shortly after he came to power. A couple of months after he was sworn in 2015. That the, the people started buying beans in the market. And they cooked the beans, ate, and they died. Nigerians were dying of a certain imported beans. And everybody was saying, why are people dying? Now beans with the imports. And God said to me, that's the beans imported by Buhari into this country. And I woke up, I said, ah, which kind of dream is this? We the Buhari don't they import beans. Eh? Buhari they import beans. But you know, these dreams, not every time you they just understand dream, you know? I said, okay. But whatever it is that Buhari has imported, those who participated in it, they die. long after, we started hearing banditry. Words we have not heard before. Banditry. Fulani headsmen. Kidnapping. Ishwab. We started hearing then. And the Holy Ghost said to you, all those people come Killing Nigerians. He said, majority of them are not Nigerians. They were imported. It's not only Nigeria, you have Fulanese. They are in several West African countries. He said, Buhari invited them to come. That we have a land to take that the white man promised us. That stupid Satanas, the Kafiris, have taken it over. And Buhari was contesting against Jonathan when he said it. You are not there. He told those families all over West Africa, come over. Election is coming. If this Kafiri Jonathan there wins, we will destroy Nigeria. He had already said this election that is coming will not be like the ones I lost and accepted. That this one, if I ever lose it again, he said, both the monkey and the baboon will soak themselves in blood. It's on record. I mean, if you have heard it, it's on record that a politician said that, that this election will come. If they dare tell me, say, I lose. And Jonathan was still in office. He's contesting against Jonathan. And he said, if I dare lose, both the monkey and the baboon will soak themselves in blood. Finally, he won. And Jonathan said, congratulations. So that the babu and the monkey can live in peace. That one said, congratulations. My political amb- ambition is not worth the blood of any Nigerian. Congratulations, Mr. Babu and monkey. That's what he said. Streaming live all over the world. The internet has made this thing a global village, this world. Those of you watching, find out. For this preacher that you're seeing for the first time, 
is seeing what really happened. Find out wherever you are. Just yes, find out. Information at your fingertips. And the man stepped aside so that Babu and Moki can live in peace. But even when the baboon, even when the other man, the other contestant, the incumbent contestant stepped aside, the baboon, or whoever was the baboon and the monkey had already entered Nigeria. So he told them to come. As soon as Jonathan is declared winner, enter into every street and every room and start killing people. That I may render Nigeria ungovernable to Jonathan. And they were here, stationed in forest and since 2014, 2015, we've been surrounded in our bushes, in our forests. Areas of the forest, our hunters don't even go to, our farmers don't even go to. Fulanis came and took over. They were promised money if they can help kill Nigerians. But the other man said, take over instead of killing Nigerians. He took over the wicked people he has brought. He told them, where you go can go back to your various countries. You can see the country has been handed over to me now. So no need to fight. They said, no, you will still pay us. You said you were going to pay us if we help you kill people. We left our homes and are here in your forest. We can't just go back quietly like we came in quietly. We need our money. That was where the problem between him and those he invited to shed blood started. And now they gather some money, one government in the north, and he said, arrange some money and give it to them. They say, it never complete. It never complete. And then that governor called them love. You don't do. When I fight again, you're supposed to fight before I give you the balance. Una fight again. just hand over. Ah! They say, okay. The man entrenched himself in office. The way he was planning to render the country ungovernable to Jonathan, should he win, is how those he invited to fight against Jonathan are now fighting against him because no balance. We balance. Balance us now. The love of money is still the root of all evil. All of a sudden, Nigerians are wondering how we can travel safely. Can you understand that? They now say we will render Nigeria ungovernable to you. We were supposed to do it to Jonathan, but it's you we will now do it against. It's a case of those you invited to fight your enemies now fighting you. Because the, the other enemy has left the way peacefully. You now, you are now our enemy. That is why the man is tired. Just sending messages of commiseration. Our heart goes to the victims of those. And we, we assure you that all the perpetrators will be brought to book. And nobody is brought to Jota. Evil triumphs when good men keep quiet. Hallelujah for the Lord God only. 
potent remains. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah for the Lord God, omnipotent remains. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Lift your hands up and just repeat those words. Hallelujah. We're going to do it two more times. Hallelujah. For the last time. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus be praised, my Lord and King, forevermore we say, Jesus be praised, my Lord and King, forevermore, Jesus be praised, my Lord and King, forevermore, Jesus be praised, my Lord and King, forevermore. Put your hands together for Jesus. Bring your Bibles out quickly. Numbers chapter 13. The book of Numbers is in the Old Testament. My Lord and King, forevermore is Jesus be praised. My Lord and King, forevermore. Have you seen Numbers chapter 13? Let's read Numbers chapter 13 from verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan which I give unto the children of Israel. Let's cut it off right there. Verse 17 now. Jump to verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land what it is. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage. And be ye of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Amen. Let's cut it off. 
Verse 26. And they went and came to Moses. Let's, let's read verse 25. Verse 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron. And to all the congregation of the children of Israel. Unto the wilderness of Paran. To Kadesh. And brought back word unto them. And unto all the congregation. And showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. This is the fruit of, of the land. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong and dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Enoch there. 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. The land you sent us to go and search, we discovered is a dangerous place. It's a land that eats up its inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Enoch, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Amen. Amen. A well-known passage in the Bible. God told Moses, send spies to Canaan that you are about to go possess. I promise you a land flowing with milk and honey. Now before you enter, tarry here but send spies first. Find out what kind of a land. See for yourself what I have promised you. And the spies went out and they came back after 40 days. The congregation of Israel was eagerly waiting for the report to arrive so they know what to do next. They said the land we went to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Truly it flows with milk and honey. In fact, this is proof. This is the fruit of the land. They brought some fruit. But the irony is, we can't take the land. It is a land that eats up those who dwell in it. It's a land that eats up its inhabitants. 
It's a land that, it, that divorces its citizens. People that were already excited when the story started that it's actually a good land, this is the fruit of it, suddenly they became sad. Oh no, why did God not just leave us in Egypt? Why bringing us here? Why promising us something so wonderful? Only to discover that we can't even possess it. Why did he even make the promise in the first place? Why is he showing, why did he show our guys? Why did he let our guys see a very fruitful land? Why is Nigeria a land flowing with milk and honey? And yet Nigeria has become a land that eats up its inhabitants. When they said here it is a land that devotes the people who dwell therein. Two things are pictured here by any good Bible scholar. Each time you read that. They use the language. That land eats up those who dwell in it. And then you begin to wonder whatever comes out when you imagine you won't be far from the truth. The real scenario that was in Canaan at that time. Really? It's a land that eats up its inhabitants? Tells you straight away, people don't live long in that country. Does that come to your mind when you reach such a place? Very likely there were intertribal wars in that country. Like you had those years ago, Aguleri, Umuleri people fighting each other in the east. People were dying like flies. Years ago, you had the Ife Modakeke uprising, riots in Oshun State. Am I correct now? Fellow Yorubas killing each other. The Shekiri Josh Robos fought, almost destroyed each other years ago over where the local government area should be cited. Is that correct now? And Wari became a land that eats up has inhabitants and people started fleeing Wari. People were running away relocating from Wari. Companies were running from Wari. People were dying, gunshots in the daytime, in the nighttime. Some said it's either there was a civil war, intertribal war in that land for it to be called a land that divorced the citizens. Or there was a certain plague like you had uh, uh, the bubonic plague. The, the, the Spanish flu that killed millions of people. Or something that looked like COVID-19 that took millions of lives the world over recently. And so a kind of plague must have been a kind of plague or a combination of plagues might have been ravaging the land of Canaan before the Jewish spies arrived there. Fertile land, arable land, minerals, agriculture, you don't need fertilizer to grow crop, but the people here they die anyhow. The 
by the time the story arrived the camp of Israel, they started crying. That was it. And the children of Israel wept and cried and the congregation wept all night. They wept all night. And then pick up stones to stone Moses and Aaron. They almost killed their leaders. They almost killed their leaders. Until God quickly intervened. The glory cloud appeared and that stopped them, dropped their stones. And Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the congregation, crying to God. And God spoke. What next? Nigeria has become the most dangerous country to live in in the world. It used to be Afghanistan. Nigeria has overtaken Afghanistan. Afghanistan and Iraq were dragging that spot. Nigeria has now taken the number one spot. The most dangerous country to live in. And for years, America and Europe have been telling their citizens who come here to do business. You know, we have white men in Nigeria. And they're also queuing at the embassy in New York trying to get visa to come to Nigeria. And our, our Nigerians in that embassy are also doing shakara. They, they, they really allow the white men to go through tough times to get Nigerian visa. The same America, American visa is difficult for us to get. It's also how Nigerian visa is difficult for them to get in, in New York. In their own, it's even harder. And so, when, you, when, when Nigeria protested to Donald Trump that most people going to embassy after paying a huge visa fee end up being turned down, Donald Trump said, that's exactly what you Nigerians do to our people who want to come to your country. Mama Joy, you said what? No. They are only even, it's even more difficult for a white man so, to get visa to come here than for us to get visa to go there. You haven't found that out. I'm telling you now, go and find out. You'll be wondering, ah, where did Nigeria come? Where did come Nigeria? Where you go, man, with a, with a struggle to get? Where did God see for a land that divorced its inhabitants that make him to want to send his people there? Nigeria is a land that eats up her inhabitants and the white man still wants to come here. Only God knows why. Because himself was the only personality who knew why he was sending Israel to a place that divorced her citizens. All God was seeing in the land of Canaan was the milk and honey in the land. And then he knew that every good thing is surrounded by warfare. And God said, I will by my spirit destroy the opposition. Because my eyes is in the milk and honey that is surrounded by the enemy. I will enable my people to overcome the opposition, break through them, and take over that beautiful land that the wickedness of the people have turned into a wicked land. The beautiful land of Canaan was made one of the most dangerous places to live on the earth at that time. It became a land that eats up its inhabitants. The white man said, there is still something we can pick up in Nigeria. The oil in the Niger Delta. 
the good weather. This and that, this and that. They, they know something they can call me. Bring in a little amount of dollars and then change it into Naira and then they become richer here than they are in their country. When dollar becomes one with one Naira, a lot of the white men will leave this country. The day Naira becomes one Naira to one dollar, a lot of our Nigerian guys in the US, they will relocate to this country. Because the reason you think they have money is because the small money they have there, they will send it here and we change it into Naira and we buy land for them and we start building for them. We send them pictures and they are wondering how much did I really send back home in Nigeria that they are now sending me pictures of a three-story building. So they are encouraged to stay there and keep making the little money they are having uh, making and then keep sending some of it here until you send them a picture of a completed house and then they fly into Nigeria for housewarming ceremony. They will not want to come here until the building is complete because if they come here they won't be able to make money to complete the building. But do you know they are there they are not praying that Naira should appreciate they are not. Our Nigerians there they will prefer that it becomes 1,000 naira to a dollar. Because many of them are building houses here. Some of them are setting up companies here. And if naira dares go up, those projects will be stranded. Because the pounds and the dollar they are making will not be enough at that time. You have lots of failed projects everywhere. Dotting the entire landscape. So, we at home are saying, let naira go up. So, I can have more purchasing power with the little currency that I have right now. Then fellow Nigerians in diaspora said, don't ever let Naira come up. Let it keep going down. Depending on which side of the divide you find yourself. So which prayer will God answer? Nigerians there say, make Naira go down more more. Nigerians there say, make Naira go up. And we confuse God with a cacophony of voices and requests. But he will do everything after the counsel of his will. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody here? Glory to God. Somebody shout glory to God in this house. And I want some tongues for one minute. I believe in tongues. There's something it does. Go ahead, talk in tongues. I love you, my Lord. We all love my heart. Jesus, you are king. Jesus, you are Lord. I love you, my Lord, with all of my heart. Jesus, you are king. Jesus, you are Lord. I love you, my Lord, with all of my heart. Jesus, you are king. Jesus, you are Lord. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I
so you don't have a national and international outrage. That's just a reduced figure of the egos alone that perished in that war. Three years, millions perished. That time Nigeria became a land that eats up its inhabitants. It was not Cameroon versus Nigeria or Ghana versus Nigeria. It was Nigeria versus Nigeria. The Igbos were Nigerians. Even though they now said they were Biafran, it was simply a war between brothers. Geopolitical siblings. A land that eats up as citizens. But when Buhari came to power, that suddenly became a child's play. Because the people that have died in this country, so many farmers have perished in what they call Heather's Farmers Clash. So many people have been killed on our highways because why traveling interstate? Fulani terrorist kidnappers came to the highway shooting and killing people. Parfashorati's daughter lost her life between Ore and Jebode on the expressway. And the people were later arrested. You heard, did you hear the news? They were later arrested. Those who killed, let me put it, it's for the record. Her fashion is not less than uh, 90 something years. 96. And day before yesterday, he, he said, the daughter died in 2019. On that expressway. She left Lagos to that. Oh, Papa, daughter went great. Brought some gift for daddy. Say, okay, daddy, I'm going back to Lagos. He never made it to Lagos. When bastards came out from the forest on the express, firing at moving vehicle, and people had to stop. And they pumped like bullets into that woman's chest. The woman was 56 or 57 or 58. And the father is 90 something. The man wept and could not be consoled. How can I lose a daughter who just came from Lagos to bring a lot of gifts she bought for me? Said, Daddy, I was missing you. I just came to greet you. Then I hear she couldn't make it back to Lagos. And then the woman said, the man said three days ago, he said, this is certainly not the Nigeria of our dream. She was saying, he was saying in 1960 when the British people were handing over power, Namdi Azikiwe in Tafawa Balewa Square made that speech. He said, an epic event is taking place today. And the whole world is watching. He said, this historic moment, when the Union Jack, that's the name of the British flag, is lowered right there. Tafawa Balewa Square, Azikiwe made that speech. He said, this is the last day you will see the British Union Jack flown anywhere in this country. He said, as the Union Jack is lowered, the Nigeria's green, white, green flag is hoisted. Signifying 
that one of the greatest country in the African continent has arrived on the world scene to restore the dignity of man. That was what he said. Today, where is the dignity of the average Nigerian that Azikiwe eloquently spoke about? 1st of October 1960. Before Azikiwe died, he was already lamenting that this was not the Nigeria of our dream. He remembered the speech he made. In this queen of England that is, uh, that is very old now was just in her late 20s. Or thereabout. When she came, Queen Elizabeth was a young, beautiful girl. When she came, they presented in England. And Tafabalewa was there. And Azikiwe was given the honor to speak. Oh, we call him, we call him the wordsmith. The Zeke of Africa. No man spoke English like that man. Because as at that time, people like the Walishwinka had not taken up stage. It was Zekeism. They call him wordsmith. It is from Zeke's mouth we heard of the word diarchy. The romance between military and civilian. He called it diarchy. He formed a lot of words that were not in the dictionary. Let's clap for this. Well, he's gone. He's gone. Let's just clap for the spirit of Nigeria. They are intelligent. Nigerians are intelligent people. Yes. There's no human dignity in Nigeria anymore. Nigeria has been turned into a land that eats up by inhabitants. The other day I saw a video of a girl that went to visit her boyfriend and the boyfriend set her up. They cut off her two breasts. Oh, this country. Oh, this country. What those 12 spies saw in Kenya is small compared to what the angelic spies report to heaven every day concerning Nigeria. What the angels see in our land, heaven shakes and shudders. And the land of blood and the country of violence that Nigeria has become. And the whole world stands aghast. Looking at Nigeria, it's a global village, CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, telling every time what's going on in Nigeria. And the British and the Americans are telling their citizens, if you have, if you must travel to Nigeria, please don't go up north. In fact, they later included, don't go up north and don't go to the southeast. They started saying, all Nigerians, all Americans traveling to Nigeria. If before you come to Nigeria, you will go, go. There is a site to go to before any white man comes to this country. Their Ministry of Internal Affairs will post it. You go to their site. There is a report for every country on the earth for their citizens to flee out before they travel. And before a white man comes to Nigeria, you will go to that site that describes Nigeria. And the first thing they tell you, number one, is that Ten Commandments. Things to beware of when you are traveling to Nigeria. Ladi Arekbashola told me the day he himself went to that site to see how America described Nigeria to their citizens so that be careful yourself when you say you are going to that country called Nigeria. Ladi said, when I went to that site, I cried. I said, hell, is this how they see us? We are nothing but animals. Nabi Kanu said Nigeria is nothing but a zoo. Because we are still wearing suit and tie. 
still wearing well starched senator Agbada with, uh, and we think we are still human beings. We have lost our humanity. Walesha said we have collectively lost our humanity. A lady was traveling, fell to kidnappers. These ones did not only collect their money and whatever was on them, the travelers in that bus, they started chopping their hands and big, big people, politicians were beginning to buy human hearts. Election is closed. All the Marabalos, the Babalawos are telling politicians, if you must win, don't forget you pay 100 million naira fee to collect to collect form, expression of interest form. And don't forget your political opponent is also very strong. And you have to do rituals. It is actually native doctors, juju priests that control Nigeria. The greatest problem of this country is caused by political leadership and religious leadership. Where the politicians finish us rich, the fake pastors and imams take over and they finish us. Political leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership in this country. We are the world we are because of the people in Asorok and the people behind the pulpits and the mad imam on the mat. The they're on the mat. I'm on the pulpit. Religion has made Nigerians mad. A land that eats up her inhabitants. Nigeria qualifies than Kenya to be given that title. If Kenya had survived in this day, you know, that land of Israel now is where Kenya, you know, Israelite went there and destroyed them and took over their land. Israel and the Palestinians are still fighting. They just killed one Al Jazeera journalist. You, you saw, saw the news? They've been fighting, fighting, fighting. Before Israel took the land of Canaan and made it an Israeli land, the Canaanite, the Gigachat, the Jebusite, they were fighting and killing each other. Israel took it over. The, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the, the, Israel had never done peace. The Midianites oppressed Israel, killed people, dragged dead, dragged able-bodied men on the street, ravaged their women, raped them. Israel has been a land of blood. No peace in the Middle East. Nigeria is not the Middle East. Nigeria is the prophesied land that flowed with milk and honey in the modern era. But ironically, Nigeria became a land that is described as a madman who sits by the waterside River is flowing. Water is flowing. But he chooses to be washing his hands with saliva. That is what Nigeria is a madman sitting by the riverside washing his hands with saliva when water is flowing by. Nigeria ought to be one of the richest countries in the world. You heard me saying this country is cursed. 
Because God spoke to me a few years back that this country is a land under a curse. And he told me how the cross came into this country. I'm not going into that. He told me the Fulanis, before there was ever a country called Nigeria, the Fulanis were already in existence. And they are a cursed race of people. And he never told me what the Fulanis did that made God to place a curse on the Fulanis. And he simply read to me, God read to me. I, I heard God reading to me the same things in Genesis chapter 4 that he spoke concerning Cain. That Cain killed his brother Abel. And God reigned the cross and said, A fugitive and a vagabond shall you be among the people of the earth. And I heard God read that. And as it was real, I was like, I know where that is in the Bible. He didn't say Genesis 4. No, he just, I just heard him read it. Or just quote it. In my mind, I said, I know where God is reading. And as soon as he finished, he said, The Fulanis. He said, The Fulanis. And he said to me, He said, Theo. Oh, I wish I heard that voice before 2015 when we were thinking Buari is going to be the best. I was even one of those who, who believed that Buari was going to be the best to happen to this country. And I did not hear what I later heard just a couple of years back. I would have told Nigeria, hey, don't hear Buari even with a long pole. But as at that time, I was one of those who believed, oh, the best thing is about to happen to Nigeria. You call him Mr. Corruption. I didn't know at that time God is just laughing at me and saying, hey, you don't know that man. And God said to me, said you, I allowed the man to come up so that the punishment of Nigerians will be complete. He said there is a cup to be filled up. The punishment of Nigerians. God said, I allow Nigerians to be punished. Anybody who is praying it away, I will not answer it. Until the punishment is complete. God said, we pray that Bwari may go. Second term election 2019. He still won it. God said, you know why? Because I did not answer the prayers all of them. I prayed that the man should go after one term. I didn't answer it. God said, I did not answer it. Oh, not every prayer, the answer. He said, to say, I answer around the man for not come back a second term. The suffering of Nigeria continues until the cup is full. Bwari is going nowhere. Even if you pray that he dies, but the suffering. I heard it. And God said there is only one way. This area called Nigeria can have peace. The south must severe themselves from the north. He said it's not the whole knot that is bad, but the full anise up for the record, those watching by whatever you are watching. It's not the whole knot, but the full anise there. Because even the other tribes within the northern region are also suffering the same oppression that the south is. The full anise oppress everybody. God said. mistake of Lord Luga and Nigeria could not correct it even when Lord Luga is gone. The case of unequal yoking. The lady of means and the husband who all he has is spiritual headship in the marriage. Man get money or not. Once he married, he's the head. 
Your wife could be very rich, but you can still control her in that house. And that was what the British people, did they, Nabucodonosor read in the archives what the British said about certain Nigeria before they handed over. That was the day Nabucodonosor's head turned. He said, no, 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 no. I will start, I will, I will continue from where Ojuku stopped. Trying to extricate my dear people of Southeast out of this Nigeria. That is nothing but a cave hell in a cell. If you know what that is in WWE. Nigeria is just hell in a cell. The British said to Amadou Bello, we are being forced to hand over power by those Antonio Nahoro, Azikiwe, and Awolowo of Southern Nigeria. Only you, Nottana, said we British can continue to rule. That you, that Nigeria is not ready. The South said Nigeria is ready. Therefore, as the South is pressuring us, Britain, to hand over, we will pepper out. We will hand over, but the South will not smell the power. We will give power to Una, we be Nottana's. And that's what Buhari told the Fulanese he brought into Nigeria to kill us in 2014. He gathered them together. He said, the white man promised we Fulanese this land. So why should a Kafiri Jonathan be in charge? These uneducated Fulanese were being told by Buhari that this land was given to us by the white man. As far as they are concerned, from the Sahara Desert in the north to the Atlantic Ocean of the south, the entire Yoruba land, Igbo lands, belong to them. So when you say you can't accept Ruga settlement, you are annoying them the more. Because they are saying, what audacity, what effrontery, this land. And they are saying, we will come and take your land by force. They told the Igbos that. They told the Yorubas that. We are coming to take the land by force. If you don't give it to us, we will kill you and rape your women and stab your children. The land called Nigeria belongs to us. Who are the Fulanese quoting? Lord Lugard. Before Lord Lugard, there was a Mongo Park. They said that one discovered River Niger. They are idiots. The Igbo Fulanese were already fishing on that River Niger. Whether now on Ibo can create river for, 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 for East and never hear that. They say it discovered. What? They are mad people. They are mad people. Those were fishing there. We were not just there, there before white man came here. The Landa brothers. Land where only born or get. They started telling some of us. They had already merged also. What you have in the Wazobia contraption. Wazobia. Yoruba, Igbo, Hausa, the tripod that Nigeria is officially standing on, even though you have uh, hundreds of ethnic nationalities inside of those Wazobia. You know what I'm talking about? La Sika Vade, Mozo, Zeva, Vava, 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 Prodozo, Dazda, Isdove, Naske, Bokato, Patata, Buzi, Gagagaga. That devil is in trouble. No power comes against me and succeed. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands and say, I am greater than the devil.
Say it two more times. Say it one more time. Stand on your feet and begin to talk in tongues. Yeah, stand on your feet. Ah, uh, this is a powerful group of people. 